this video, I'm gonna talk about consumer confidence and what you can do to not fall into the same trap as everybody else. My name is Adam Panisi. I'm doing a couple of hundred million dollars of my own property development deals. I've been doing property for over 12 years. And the reason for this video is to teach you how to invest into property and be able to make money from it and be part of the minority. The reason consumer confidence is so low at the moment, and I probably don't, don't need to tell you anything that you haven't already seen, is that the media really controls a lot of the property market. And because of the media and a lot of these negative articles that are coming out, then obviously people don't have confidence in the market. So a lot of our confidence in any type of market is driven by the media. And at the moment, we have high inflation, supposedly. We have high interest rates that are climbing up and there's no end in sight. And obviously the media is playing that into their cards because bad headlines read better or get a lot more click bait than good news headlines. So that is being played out at the moment. And as a result, people are really scared about what's going to happen over the next year, especially with talk of, say, fixed interest rates coming often going back into variable interest rates and then we've still got the ongoing war in Russia, Ukraine. So there is a little bit of that still floating around the media. Then there's the commodity prices. So at the moment, the world and people are unsure. So what do they do? What do people do when they're unsure about something? They do nothing at all. They just bury their head in their sand or they wait to see what happens. And it's the people that wait that are normally the ones that keep waiting even through the times, the opportunity, opportunistic times, which is what we're seeing at the moment. So in the property market, there's some people that have started to panic sell, which is fine. They're cashing up, maybe they're waiting for the bottom of the market where there's more people that panic sell. But what happens every single cycle in everything, it's human nature, you gotta think about that we are human and we do like to follow other people and to see what is going to work. We don't like to pioneer things ourselves. The people that do pioneer things, they either do one of two things, they either make a whole heap of money or they stuff it up and then they lose a lot of money. So you don't wanna do the latter of the two, you don't wanna be losing a lot of money. But if you have a look back through history, and history never repeats itself twice, and you shouldn't solely rely on history, but it does give you clues as to what may pan out into the future, depending on the situation. So at the moment, we're at extremely low consumer confidence, obviously because of high interest rates, because of the media is pumping stuff, and people are getting a bit scared and starting to panic sell at the moment. And we're also being squeezed, you know, people are being squeezed and they're spending more money on their mortgage rather than spending it on lifestyle and all that stuff. So if you have a look back through history, have a look at COVID where everybody was scared, nobody wanted to buy anything, and people like myself went and bought as much as we could, which was extremely difficult during the time because of finance. Finance was so restricted, so there was only a limited number of properties that I could buy, despite the fact that I had a, an inkling that the market was going to turn back the other way in some time. So myself and lots of other people bought as much as possible during COVID. So that was the last time our consumer confidence was so low. Our market cycles are so quick now 
one because the world is so interconnected uh, now and also our property markets in Australia are so interconnected and because of the media, social media especially, is that news travels extremely fast. So our markets are so quick, but people seem to forget that that, don't, that COVID only happened a couple of years ago where consumer confidence, confidence was so low, nobody knew what was going to happen around the world. People were dying on the TV, so it was pretty dire straight. But our consumer confidence levels are supposedly at that same level. That's what they were back then. So it doesn't actually take long for people's confidence in the market to actually go from a high high to a low low. And the same thing happened after the GFC. I mean, the GFC was a pretty dramatic event with massive amounts being wiped off the share market, off property values, especially in the US. Uh, and definitely I had shares at that point and you know, a lot of their value got stripped and they were Australian shares. So yes, people were scared back then, we in the property market haven't really seen much of a downfall sure there's been some markets that have come off by 20 30 percent you know there's individual properties that i'm sure have dropped by that amount i personally have not seen that across any of my properties if anything over the same period of time my whole portfolio has probably grown by five percent over the last six months maybe some of them even more than that uh, so it's really for property and also for you know share market it really depends on what you actually own, not necessarily a broad brush of the whole thing. So what consumer confidence really tells me when I start to see these negative media articles is that now is the time to be looking, to be jumping into the market while nobody else is or very limited people are. And it's the smart guys that have done well over the last couple of years, have cashed out some of their chips. So we're sitting on cash, myself included, where we've sold things, we've gotten cashed up and gotten ready for the next cycle. And the next cycle, I believe, will be a 12 months of a lull period, which will last, I think, most of 2023. It might be cut short. And I am talking broad brush here, uh, but overall, you know, overall with the media articles and things like that, the next 12 months will be some awesome buying opportunities. I've been talking about it for a while. It might be cut short or it might go a little bit longer, but you don't have to get the timing exactly right. You know, I could be wrong by six months, 12 months. It could go another 12 months longer or it could be cut short. I'm just not sure across the board, but I do know the areas I'm looking at in particular. I look at the, the statistics on those areas. What is the buyer demand? What is the take up of stock? Are people still buying in that area? And the other consideration is, is there any supply coming over the short term? So are there other developers or other builders doing a whole lot of construction in that area? And if there are, then that gives me a pretty telltale sign as to if that market is going to keep going up over the next couple of years. And if it, even, if it doesn't go up, developers and investors, you should not work your numbers off the property market going ballistic in the next couple of years. If it does, it's just a bonus. But what you do want to calculate or want to build into your feasibility is that you're buying under market value. So it actually doesn't matter what the market does. So I always like to buy under market value at least by five or 10% as a minimum. But a lot of my properties I bought well and truly 20% plus under market value. And that's not always by you know screwing the person selling the property and I don't believe in that. I believe that there is a win-win. It's actually by seeing 
the true potential of a property. So buying a property where it has one particular use, say as a single house, and seeing it in a different light, in a different value, where it's either a quick renovation, where you've bought under market value because nobody else wants to do the work, or I've bought a lot of development sites where the person selling it and the other, the rest of the market sees it as a residential property to live in. I see it as a development property where I've purchased it and been able to purchase it well under market value. Some of my properties at 50% discount under market value because I see the development potential. So it has that value as a development site as being double what I pay for it. And I've done that numerous times, especially now coming into this low consumer confidence this is going to be the time where you are going to pick up the bargains where people have started to panic sell and I think we're going to see more panic selling into 2023 and that's when you know it's either you buying it or it's somebody else and the person selling might be selling for various different reasons maybe they think they can't afford it maybe they actually can't afford the property so you're actually doing them a service by paying them the money so that they can use the money from their property to go and do something else um, but there are other ways to buy properties. You don't have to necessarily buy them when there is low consumer confidence. It's just that it's going to be a lot easier now. And for those guys that are looking to get into property you know, with little or no money, the cycle at the moment when people are you know, scared about selling or scared about what's happening in the market, and it is a buyer's market, that's actually when you can do the most creative deals. And when I talk about creative deals, that, that is literally getting into property with no money, there's ways to do that where the vendor, the seller of the property actually chips in the deposit so that you can buy the property ultimately with no deposit or with you know, literally no money. So there are you know, creative deals to be had in markets like this and it's markets like this where I've actually done more of my creative deals than the latter. So I prefer to buy in markets that are soft like the ones we're seeing. They're soft in a lot of areas. And the properties that we are buying off-market, because most of my transactions aren't actually on-market, those off-market properties that I'm buying, because the seller's seeing all of this negative media uh, around the place, it actually gives us better negotiation power when we when we talk to an owner about buying their property. And especially when it's off-market, there's no other competition, and the owner, the seller of the property, and whether there's an agent involved, you know, we can talk down to the market about how bad it is, how we're giving them you know, a fair and reasonable offer, they don't have to sit their property on the market for six months. You can really play into that as a buyer and you really have the upper hand in these types of markets. So don't be surprised if the smart buyers come in in the next 12 months, then the market starts to heat up. A lot of people will wait on the sideline for it to recover and the economy to recover, and then they'll all jump in in one go, which happens every single time. Every time the market swings back the other way, people take a while to jump in, and then look at the cryptocurrency, you know, play of events. By the time the masses get in, it's too late. So if you hear people talking about the property market, or, you know, I heard a few years ago, my physio and uh, some other physios were talking about cryptocurrency, it was too late at that point. I mean. Cryptos went through another cycle, and same with property. But by the time you know it's talked about regularly around the place, it's too late. You've already missed the boat in a lot of different different areas. 
Keep in mind though, with property, with any investment, each investment is going to be all have different performance. So my property that I'm buying in Queensland is going to perform differently to your other property you're buying in Queensland, even though we're both buying even in the same area. If you buy a property in Brisbane and I buy a property in Brisbane, they're going to have very different levels of performance no matter what the rest of the market's doing. I've purchased in markets that are in decline and actually made a whole heap of money from those properties where other people have lost a whole lot of money. It's just been because of the different product, the tightly held areas that I buy into. Like I said, I buy under market value, so it doesn't matter whether the market's going flat. I was in more, in a couple of different areas. I was making 10% growth year on year on properties that I owned in markets within Brisbane where the rest of the market was actually declining by 5%. So it's been no different for the last 12 months. I see media articles around how Brisbane and other Southeast Queensland areas have declined in value by 5 or 10% in the last six months. And my properties have grown in value like I mentioned before. So I just see those articles and just think that's the broad brush. So it, it what it means is mine's grown by 5%. So that means to get to negative five or negative 10%, it means that other properties have declined by 20%. And the only reason they've declined is that there's too much supply or that market just went silly with pricing, which I saw people just paying silly prices for things when you know there was fear of missing out. People just went well and truly above you know, the reserve on options, they just kept bidding the price up and you never should get wrapped up in that whole emotional buying. And I, I truly believe that if people have paid, you know, 10 or 20% over for something, well, of course they're going to lose that straight away as soon as the market turns because once that FOMO gets wiped out of the market, then people, buyers are sitting back and now, now they know it's a buyer's market, so now they know they can negotiate, they can wait longer. And if they don't get this property, they can just go and get something else because there's not as many buyers on the ground. So I hope that's really helped. And if you are looking at buying property in the next 12 months, just be out there looking for you know really great buying opportunities, especially. And if you can build in some instant equity, it's gonna make your life a whole lot easier with building a passive property portfolio. Or if you are active, it's still gonna make life a whole lot easier building that active portfolio because the name of the game isn't just to park money into an asset that's losing money as in negatively geared property you want to be putting money into an asset that's going to be putting money or giving you money back both in the short term and in the long term with capital growth so good luck and i hope you've gotten a lot out of that if you have any questions leave me a comment and i'll see you on the next one